we're going to talk about today. You're either with Jesus or against him. Everybody say, with him or against him. That's it. That's it. And I'm telling you, that word is for some of you. Some of you right now, your life is really just garbage. And you've just been just denying, denying Jesus, saying, I got this, I got this. You've been against him this whole time, and I'm just telling you right now, you look like a fool to God. Because he sent his whole son, right, to die for a whole sinner. He didn't just die partially. He didn't just experience it a little bit. He sent his son to die for you. And yet you're happy in your sin. Your whole family's falling apart. You're in depression. You're about to commit suicide. You're angry. And I'm letting you right now, know right now, it's because you're in fool. You're fool. And you may say, that's harsh. That's, that's pretty raw right there. But listen, someone has to tell you that right now you literally have the keys to everything you've been searching for. It's called the gospel, the kingdom of God. And some of you, you've already, you've already lived for the let already live for Jesus. You're good, right? You're good. You're, you believe the gospel. You're spreading the gospel. Your heart is set towards Jesus. And this is what it is. What if you leave everything to follow Jesus, right? Some of us, we don't want to think that way. Sometimes I don't want to think that way, right? What if all of a sudden Jesus calls me to sell all that I have to the poor and go do a mission, right? Go to India, go to Africa, live in the west side my whole life, live in Englewood, right? In a one-bedroom apartment with my wife, and that's where we'll raise our family, right? Some of us don't want to think that way, or some of us, we don't even want to think about, man, Jesus is telling me to leave all my friends. We don't even want to think of that. We don't. We don't. But what if you do leave everything for Jesus? What will happen? Well, I'm telling you, it's worth it. Matter of fact, you'll get everything you gave up and more in this life and in the next. And that's something you guys don't hear a lot about. You hear about heaven or hell, and you hear about if I die, I go to heaven. If I, if I believe in Jesus, if I die, I go to hell. If I don't believe in Jesus, but that's it. You know, you become some kind of Cupid angel, right? You become like some little baby with wings shooting arrows at people. Or, you know, you become an angel yourself. Some of us, when someone dies, we get uh, someone's face spray painted on our white sweater, and we're like, R.I.P. Angel. He was the best drug dealer on the block. You know? Or R.I.P. Raul. Not, I mean, you know I'm using you guys' names because you guys have very common names that I hear. But Raul, Angel, no disrespect. But you see that a lot, right? It's like, man, he's an angel. He's watching over us. He's doing this. He's doing that, man. You know, some, some religious super, uh, superstitious people, they'll see a, a sparrow or a, you know, like a bird on a tree, and they'll be like, man, that's my mom right there, or that's my grandma. That's Abuelita. She's watching over me, right? But listen, no. What we gave up in this life, oh, not only in this life are we getting a lot back, but in the next life we are. But it all starts with one thing if we go all in. We have to go all in Mark 10, 17 through 22. If you can go there, please. Mark 10, 17 through 22. It says right here, if you can get the, the background. Thank you. Mark 10, 17, verse 17. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Think about this. Some guy's just running at Jesus wholeheartedly. 
Oh, you know, and he gets on his knees, right? Just like some of us did right now. We, he bows to Jesus. He respects him. He says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Then he says, why do you call me good? He answered, there's only one that's good, All right? Jesus is obviously not denying that he's good, okay? But what he's saying is, listen, before you come to me and call me a teacher, understand who I truly am. I'm God. If he would have understood this, what comes next maybe wouldn't have hurt him so bad. He says, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder, right? How many of you have not murdered before? With a show of hands, how many of you have not murdered anyone before? Okay. How many of you have not committed adultery? Raise your hand, right? I'm talking about the actual, not just in your heart, but I'm talking about the actual adultery. That means you sleep with someone else's wife or husband, right? All right. You shall not steal. How many of you not stolen? You shall not give false testimony. That means, like, imagine you're in the principal's office, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, what happened here? And then all of a sudden you tell the wrong story, or you're at court and you lie. You shall not defraud. You shall not rip people off and, and scam people. Honor your father and your mother. How many of us have, have failed to do those things? Raise your hand. I failed to do almost every one of those things. Except murder. I haven't killed anybody. I haven't killed anybody. Amen. I haven't. I haven't done that either. But the Bible does say if you have sex with anyone that's not your wife, and there's, there's such thing as pornography, and everybody, I want to let you know, guys, masturbation is adultery. Just letting you guys know that. I know that's hard to hear. That's a sin. So, right, teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Right, how many of you kept this all since you were a boy? Or a girl, right? All right. How many of you have kept these commandments since you were like five years old and you knew it was good and wrong? How many of you kept that? You, you've never dishonored your father and mother. Josie, don't lie now. Put your hand down. I saw your, I saw your hand go up for a split second. I got I to gotta tell you. Put your hand back down. All right? Right? So teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since a boy. That means I'm just letting you know he's a lot better than us. Jesus looked at him. And get this. He looked at him. And what did he, did he just laugh at him? No, he loved him. He looked at him and loved him. And right now, I want to let you know, this is happening to some of you today, where Jesus is looking at you full of love, full of love. And he says, one thing you lack. Imagine the face of this guy. Imagine. He's like, what? But I did everything you said. Everything you just said, I did it. Man, I've never lied before. Come on now. I've never stolen before. you got to give me some credit right there. I've never murdered anyone. And trust me, some people deserve to get murdered. I've never stolen. Imagine what Jesus is saying. Imagine what he's thinking when Jesus is saying this. And he says, one thing you lack. Go and sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come follow me. Come follow me. Come follow me, right? Would you do that? Would you do that, Kiki? Probably not, right? 
Would you do that, Jackie? Would you do that, Raul? It's because, going back to the sermon series, all of it ties in right now. He didn't understand the worth of Christ. He didn't understand that he's Lord of all, and he didn't count the cost. You see, I just, just, just looking at that, selling everything you have to follow him. Some of you might sell half your stuff to become some bogus SoundCloud rapper and buy some bogus studio. Some of you may sell all you have just to buy some V-Bucks in Fortnite. Some of you may sell all you have, right, just to get some girl that you like a gift, just for her to turn you down and cheat on you, right? Right? But, but this guy, right? When Jesus says this, I mean, this is the guy he's asking, hey, teach me how to inherit eternal life. That's like imagine going up as a basketball player to Michael Jordan, and you're like, MJ, man, just teach me how to ball. Teach me how to hoop, man. Dude, I want to bust these scrubs on the court. And he's like, all right, you need to sell all you got and come follow me, and I'll teach you how to hoop. And imagine, right, I'm telling you right now, if I was in high school, I tried to hoop every day. I wanted to be in the NBA. I was measuring my height. I was like, man, God, I, please give me some growth. I mean, I was in sin, but I was praying hard prayers to get a growth spurt. And I was like, Lord, I just need, I just need to be at least six foot. I know I can compete with the best. And then I was thinking, man, if some scout just got me one second, he was like, bro, listen, drop out, pull a lamello ball, go to Lithuania, get homeschooled and all that, leave all your friends. Dude, I would have done it in a heartbeat. I love my dad. I would love everything, man, just to get trained by some of the best basketball players. So this guy comes to Jesus. He wants to know about eternal life, how to get it, and he's coming to the best person, God. And then when Jesus tells him how to do it, his face falls. He's probably like, yeah, yeah, what do you want me to do? Do this? I did it. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jesus is like, sell everything you have. And he's like, oh. Oh, you're, <laughs> there's got to be a mistake, Jesus. I'm better than almost all your disciples. I saw Peter, he stole something before you, dude, before you called him to follow you, he was literally stealing someone else's fish. Come on, I'm better than them. And then all of a sudden, right, he went away sad. After coming to Jesus happy, bowing down, saying, God, what can I do to be good with you? He leaves away sad because he had great wealth. And this is why I want to let you know, if you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. Some of you may be looking at this man like, good business decision, man. Yeah, dude, your, your stock was on the rise. Come on now. Dude, you're about, to, you're about to own another restaurant. You're about to get really good in school and get a good career. Come on now, don't give it up for this Jesus stuff. Some of you are like, good job. And you're saying, hey, he left with everything he had. But I want to let you know, this man had everything to begin with and was still asking for eternal life. He had religion. He was better than all of you here, including me, and the disciples that were with Jesus. Better than all of them. Religion wasn't enough. He knew it. He had money. He was a ruler, okay? Imagine if Donald Trump, Trump's son comes to Jesus. That's what it looks like now. Donald Trump's son comes to Jesus. But money wasn't enough, 
So now I'm asking you, right, was that a good decision? Some of you may think, yes, that was a good decision. I would do that. I would do that for sure. I would, be, I would leave, but not with my face down, but with a big relief. Why would I follow Jesus, this dude who has Nazareth tens on, and he, he's about to get crucified. Forget him. I'm going to go back to where I rule. Let's, can you go to Matthew 12, verse 30? Was it a good decision? This is what Jesus says a little bit before that. He says, whoever is not with me is against me. Whoever does not gather with me scatters. Everybody say, with me. Everybody say, with me. Everybody say, with me. Say, against me. Say, scatter. I want you to get this visual. Jesus is saying, if you're not with me, then you're against me. That means you're coming against me. If you're not working with me, gathering, what are you gathering? That means, what did people gather back then? They would gather hay. They would be in the harvest. They would gather food, things to survive, things. That would be their work. But as the, in the spiritual, what are we doing? We're gathering people. So if you're not with Jesus, you're against him. And if you're with Jesus, you're gathering with him. But if you're not gathering with him, you will scatter. That means when Christ comes back, you will be like mice when the light shines on them. You'll be running. You'll be gunning for the nearest exit. You will be scared to death. That's what he's saying here. But who is he saying this to? He's saying it to the people that he looks with love. You see, he loved this man. He looked at him, and he looked at him with love. Jesus knew what he was going to say. He knew he had wealth. He knew that he loved his wealth. He encourages him, and if you, did not, if you just forget all that, you have treasure with me. You have treasure in heaven. You see, he, didn't, he did not understand who he was talking to. And some of you today don't understand who I'm talking about. Your life is in shambles. And some of you think you got your life together like the ruler. You got everything you need. But yet you still understand there's something I'm missing. And I'm here to tell you, it's because you're not with Jesus. You need to be with Jesus. You don't have enough. He did not have enough. God, if he had understood God who created the universe has more riches than the richest man on earth. Think about that. He created the earth, the resources that we tend to get money for. He created it all. He did not understand to count the cost. The minute Jesus said that, his face fell. He didn't even think about twice whether what was worth more, his riches or Christ. He didn't understand that Jesus is Lord of all. And when he said, go and sell all that you had, it wasn't a suggestion. It was a commandment that there was no other way for this man. And I'm telling you right now, Elevate, there's no other way. You want to go to another church where they tell you just come to Sunday. You don't need to make disciples. You don't need to live holy. Once saved, always saved. You can go. You can go, but guess what you're doing? You're not finding another way. You're not. You have to surrender all. 
You think there's another way out of this? No, there's no other loophole. Jesus made sure of that. He is the gate. You have to come to him. You're either with him or you're against him. And if you're not with him, you will scatter. You think your life's hard now? You're asking where God is now? Just wait. Wait till he comes back. Oh, depression's going to be some of the least things you have to worry about. Suicidal thoughts, that's going to be the least thing you have to worry about. Anger, all that stuff, that's literally going to be nothing. You're coming to face to face with the God of the living, the living God of the universe. And he is looking at you. And he is ready to judge you for all that you've done. He's ready to judge you for when he looked at you with love and said to follow him, you denied him. You rejected him. And he's, he's going to judge you. If you can go to verse 23 to 30, verses 23 to 30. And some of you here now are thinking, man, this is a fear tactic. I mean, tricked into following Jesus. No, listen, I'm just telling you, your broken sin and your disgusting life that you're living for yourself, that God said was devilish. You know what he said to Peter when Peter tried to convince him to not get crucified? He told him, you're a devil. Because why? You have the intentions of man and not the intentions of God. And I'm telling you right now, all, some of you with your intentions of man and your ambitions, all of that, all of that when he's looking at you and you're choosing those things instead of God, listen, this is no fear. This is me trying to convince you, understand your life really isn't going to get it through when it comes to eternal life. Your life isn't enough. If you don't have Christ, you have nothing. But for his sake... Not for your neighbor's sake, not for even your sake, right? Well, kind of for your sake, but for his sake, we go all in. We go all in. We understand that, listen, people are rich here, but imagine God who's richer. We understand here, my family's big, but imagine a family that stretches over 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 years from every nation, every tribe, every tongue. When we understand we want the big house with the nice pool, we understand that. Christians aren't stupid. We understand these things we need, these things we want, but we know who's going to give it all to us. And it may not be this life. Most definitely, it's going to be the next life. Matter of fact, some of you, I hope, right, if you don't follow Jesus, I hope you get filthy rich. I hope you get filthy rich because the Bible says that the, the riches of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. I'm going to take your house, Josiah, if you don't get right. I'm going to take your house, angel, if you don't get right. Anybody here? All of the righteousness, all the righteous people, they're going to take, take all the property, all the riches of people who are wicked. That's it, because God is coming to earth now. It's not disembodied spirits. He's coming to earth. He's established his kingdom here. And guess what we're doing? Now we're ruling with God. That means you dropped everything. You're like, man, dude, I'll give you my house, Lord. I'll give you my money, Lord. I'll give you my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, everything I have. And everyone's laughing at you, laughing at you, laughing at you. I want to encourage you that there are treasures in heaven, that there are treasures in heaven, that your sacrifice was not for nothing. It says right here, Jesus said, go and sell everything you had. The disciples, right, were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, children, how hard is it to answer the kingdom of God? Oh, how hard it is. It is hard. 
You can't, the standard is perfection, and we've all fallen short. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Everybody say how hard it is. It's hard. It is harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than it is for a camel to enter through the eye of a needle. I didn't hear what you said. You can talk to me. Yeah. Okay, the grain of salt. I, I don't know what you're saying, but this is completely different than that. Okay? Listen, listen to what I'm saying. It's okay. It's okay. You don't need to talk to him. It's all right. It's all right. He can stay. He, he's good. Listen, I don't know if you've ever seen a camel. I rode a camel, not because I look Arabic. I rode a camel because it was at a, it was at a Southside Mexican celebration. And that thing is huge. Okay? That thing is huge. And you look at a needle, the eye of a needle is so small, you can't even put your finger through it, let alone a camel. And God is saying right here that it is harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than a camel. What qualified a rich man back then? You probably had to have running water. If you had running water, you'd be filthy rich. How many of you have running water? Not walking water, running water. Yes. How many of you have... How many of you have food tonight? If you don't, if you don't, you can talk to some of our leaders. We will bless you. Okay, how many of you have an education? That means you've gone to CPS. Yes, that should be all of you. It doesn't matter if you guys pay attention in there or not. You guys are getting that education. Listen, I want to let you know. I want to let you know. You know who's the rich man? You're the rich man. You're the rich man. That means it's harder for you, Victor. You're a rich man according to this. It's harder for you to enter the kingdom of God than it is for a camel to enter to the eye of a needle. It's speaking to us right now. So that's impossible. The disciples, right, were even more amazed. That means their mouth dropped even more. And they said to each other, who then can be saved? If I can have Lawrence come up, please, and the altar workers. Jesus looked at them and said, with, this, with man, this is impossible, but not with God, all things are possible. Say all things. Say all things. Say all things. All things are possible. So you're saying, man, I've tried this stuff. I, I've done my best, but I still can't get it right. Jesus says, truly, I tell you. Well, Pete, then Peter spoke up, and he's like, we've left everything to follow you, Lord. We have did what this rich man couldn't do. We've left everything. So now just like the rich man, he tries to justify himself by what he did and what he's going to do. Instead, it's reversed. Instead of his own righteousness, right, in terms of what he's done, he's like, man, this is what I've left. Truly, I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields or, for, or me or, uh, or fields for me in the gospel, for me in the gospel, will fail to receive a hundred times as much in the present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with all, along with persecutions in the age to come and eternal life. Hey man, we're gonna get blessed like crazy in this life. I'm gonna be honest, if you put the kingdom of God in this righteousness, that's what the Bible's saying. That we'll have homes, we'll have brothers, we'll have family, we'll have sisters. 
Why? Because literally everything is our, we, we all, we're all sharing what is ours, as in the body of Christ. God is going to increase what we do. He's going to bless us, give favor on jobs, favor in places. Yes, that's true. But it also says along with persecutions. You see, man, yes, following Jesus, going all in, that's going to be a challenge. But it's not all for nothing. It's not all for nothing. And I'm going to tell you, just like Jesus told the rich man, do give up all that you have. I'm not telling you to sell everything you have to the poor unless Jesus tells you right now, go ahead, do it. I encourage you, go do it. But you will have treasures in the kingdom that is coming and the kingdom that's already here. It, it's, it's better than what you have right now. Your best cannot compete with God's best. So this is my question to you. Why not surrender all? Because you either surrender your all or you sitting in these seats, preaching the gospel, reading the Bible, praying, it was all for nothing. You being some church kid, right? It was all for nothing. You either surrender all or it was all for nothing. It's really just like that. That's the ultimatum. It's not and. It's not and. It's either or. You can't say, well, I'm going to surrender this, but I'm going to keep this. I'm going to follow Jesus. No. Surrender your whole life to Jesus. It all belongs to him. Everything you own, it all belongs to him. Yes, that's challenging. But if you're saved, you're going to want to do this. You're going to want to do this. You, you may feel the, 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 the hurt of obedience, like, dang, God, you want me to sell that? But if you're a child of God, you understand who your father is. And you're saying, man, all that means nothing. You'll provide. If I can have everybody stand up, please. The altar call is really simple, man. To end this series off, for those of you that are disheartened just like the young rich ruler, if you're sad because you've heard the word of the Lord and it's not something you want to hear, you don't want to give up what God wants to take, then this altar calls for you. But for those that have already given up, they've already given up all. They, you, you're saying, I've already surrendered all. Then we're going to pray that God use you in mighty ways. We're going to pray that God send you to the nations. That instead of a field in Chicago, you get a field in India to preach the gospel. And if you have to, die on that field. That instead of staying your, your, your clique, you leave that clique. You leave those friends and those brothers that you claim to have. And you find new brothers in Christ. We're praying that you surrender all and it stays like that and God send you out. So as Lauren sings, just come forward, okay? Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray for everyone here. Yeah, that everyone would surrender all. Lord, they would see your worth. They would see your majesty. They would see how much treasure you have in heaven. More treasure than the richest man on earth. You have it, God. More love than any person can give in this world. You have it, God. Lord, I ask you that you would convict us if we're like the young rich ruler. That we would surrender everything to you. And Lord, I pray that you would rebuke us if we're being foolish. If we look at the dirt that we have and we look at the riches that you have. I pray that we would not be foolish and decide wrong. 
Lord, may we be blessed with more fields. May we be blessed with more friends, more brothers. If we've lost something for the gospel, I pray that you would return it to us, Jesus, in this life and in the next. Hallelujah.